Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend. Gang's here, ready to go. Hour two, the great Scott Van Pelt on loan for the mothership will join us coming up in a little bit. Hall of Famer Steve Young will stop by in the final hour of the program. 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler standing by, as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Say good morning to those watching on Peacock, our streaming partner, chatting on Chat Row, and our radio affiliates around the country. I have NFL over-unders for victories. Yes. You guys ready for this? Over-under. Wow. Wins. Well, we're getting ready. Everybody's in camp now. Now it starts to get serious. Over, under, let's see. Over, under, Cleveland Browns. Todd, I'll start with you. This according to DraftKings. Over, under. I'm just going eight and a half for them. Eight and a half. Seton O'Connor. Nine and a half. Bloop, 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 bloop. Yes. All right. Over under Cowboys, Marvin. Eleven and a half. Paulie. Ten and a half. Bloop, 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 bloop. Nice. All right. Fritzy's Broncos. Let's ride. Over under, Todd. I'm going to optimistically say nine and a half. Okay. Do you really believe that they will win nine and a half? No, I think they would be more like seven and a half or eight and a half, but I'm going to say nine and a half. Nine and a half. All right, Seton O'Connor. Seven and one half. All right. <laughs> Marvin? Eight and a half. Bloop, 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 bloop. Bloop, bloop. How about the Titans? We just looked at the uh, the new jerseys that they're going to be wearing two games this season. The Houston Oilers love you, Blue. Seton O'Connor has a problem with teams that leave a city to go to another city, and then they bring back the jersey, the uniform of the previous team in the previous city yeah. where they were in. Uh We'll get to that in a moment. But over-under for the Titans this year, Paul? Uh, just a little better. I'm going to go eight even. Eight even. Okay. Marvin? Seven and a half. All right. Todd? I'm going to say nine and a half. All right. Wait. Uh, what would you say, Marv? Seven and a half. Bloop, 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 bloop. 
Because of the uniforms. A yeah. belated bloop there. Yeah. I'm still keeping nine and a half, though. Okay. Um... So, Seton, you got a problem with the Titans wearing the yeah. Oilers uniforms. Well, it's even more glaring with the Titans wearing the Houston Oilers uniforms because there's a, a team in Houston currently called the Texans. If any, you know, once you leave the city, you left. You don't get to take all that stuff with you unless you keep the name. But, okay. Yeah, you know, the Raiders have bounced all over the West Coast, essentially, but they've always been the Raiders. Once you decide to be, well, now we're the Tennessee Titans, then you don't get to be the Oilers anymore. Could they have been the Tennessee Oilers? I think they were for a minute. They, they, they were for the first two seasons. Yeah. Okay. Which probably sounded stupid, the Tennessee Oilers, now that I think about it. But well, there's a lot of nicknames that sound stupid. Yeah, but no, you don't get to, you don't, when the, the Carolina Hurricanes, the, the worst games of the year is when they wear Hartford Whalers jerseys or uniforms. Oh. It's like, man, get those off. You guys left. Yeah, Paul. I looked it up. The NFL officially recognizes a franchise when they leave as still having the history of that franchise. So the Oilers have the Houston Oilers history and then the Tennessee Oilers history and the Tennessee Titans history. They are still considered mm. the franchise flows to the whatever town it goes to. But I, I see what Seton's saying, that why wouldn't the Houston Texans have rights to all local uniforms that, and that, for the history of that town? Because I'm guessing the fans of the Houston, mm. Houston Oilers no longer root for the Titans. They probably did for a second until they got a new team. Yeah, but I don't... I don't see the Texans having rights, territorial rights, to the Oilers' uniforms. But why should the Oklahoma City Thunder get to be, every once in a while, just to make some more money? It's Seattle Supersonics Day. Remember when we were there? That was, that was like the worst thing that ever happened when they left. Well, Kevin Durant did play in Seattle, so I could understand if they wanted to have a Seattle Supersonics no. night. If, if the NBA gave Seattle a new franchise and they wanted to bring back the old Supersonics name, logo, everything... Would they have to strike a deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder to acquire that? Yeah, but the Oklahoma City Thunder, they, don't, they aren't the Supersonics. They are recognized as the Supersonics with NBA history. Uh, if, if we get an NBA team back in Seattle, I would just go rogue and just say, you know what, we're calling ourselves the Supersonics. Yeah. Come take these uniforms off <laughs> us, Commissioner Silver. Yes, Marvin. It's almost like the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, Charlotte Hornets oh, yeah. moved, yeah, yeah. and then the Hornets became the Pelicans. Yeah. And... They were like, look, we'll take it back. New Orleans Hornets, Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, let's just call the whole thing off. Do you see where uh, Michael Jordan, uh, I guess they had to vote on him selling his uh, share of the team. And uh, James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks, was the only owner who uh, was disapproving (laughs) of this. That'll be a nay for me. Yes. Everybody else (laughs) said, yay, all opposed. Uh, Mr. Mr. Dolan, okay. But I, I read somewhere where I think he had a problem with how the new owners in Charlotte made their money. But I don't know. Maybe I didn't read it closely enough. I, I think the news was that Dolan said no, that uh, he was not in favor of Michael Jordan. Not selling the team, but selling it to these guys or this group. Do you see anything there, Paulie? Yeah, it, it appears... Adrian Wojnarowski said he, a similar thing, that he had a problem with the new ownership, but not a lot of details yet. I thought it was how they made their money. But I, I, you know, for some reason, I just remember seeing just a little snippet of that. The headline was that uh, Dolan said no, that he was not in favor of this. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. What's the poll question for hour two going to be, Seton O'Connor? Oh, man, it's funny. Uh, let me update you, Dad, from hour one. Okay. Hour one, we By the had... way, the Buffalo Bills have lost uh, Naheem Hines. 
He is, uh, looks like he's going to miss the entire 2023 season. Significant knee injury was not football-related, according to NFL Network. Uh, we had who lost but Ooh. won this weekend? Vietnam women's team, uh, Sepp Straka or Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. Right now, Sepp winning again, coming in first. How about that? They got uh, 47% of the vote. Good for him. He finished tied second for the Open Championship. Yeah. That's a good win in, yeah. while losing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he wasn't threatening. I think the closest he got was four shots back of Brian Harmon. Unfortunately, Austin Eckler and running backs uh, still losing. They're in third place right now, only 24% of the vote. Brian Harmon, he uh, shot a one under 70 final round. His margin of victory is the second largest at the Open Championship by an American, only second to Tiger Woods' eight-stroke win back in 2000. Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. It's a summer of love on Peacock with a brand new season of Love Island, USA. Don't miss all the bombshells, recouplings, and challenges with new episodes every day but hump day. Oh, head to the villa and stream Love Island, USA only on Peacock. Nailed it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen that show? No. Would you admit it? Yeah. <laughs> And I, there somehow is some support for me to host the Golden Bachelor. Yes. 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 <laughs> and is that why you're retired? No, 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 no. I, I, it was brought to my attention. Was I serious? And I said, no, they already have a host. Mm. You don't need me for the Golden Bachelor. But Plus, you can't have the competition. Yeah, that's not fair to the Golden to Bachelor. The actual Golden Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. That, that you have a guy who's 71 years of age, he's a grandfather, as am I, and uh, he would be, he, he's, uh, I stopped dyeing my hair, uh, but he hasn't. See, it's that kind of trash talk that's yeah. going <laughs> to. Yeah, because that's what I'd say yeah. to him. Uh, see, I don't dye my hair. Yeah, hey, oh, look at what you got. Are those uh, your real teeth, those veneers? Uh, tanning bed today there, Golden Batch? <laughs> Golden Batch. But it's too close to Jenny Batchy oh. for me, and I just, oh. every time I say Golden Batchy. Gold, Golden Batchy. <laughs> Jesse Palmer could take a break. You could run the I show. I know, I know, I know. I, I, but no, I'm not interested in being the you know, host of the Golden Batch. That's the move. Say you're not interested. I am not. That's a great I, move. I am. Ladies, take a minute and say your goodbyes. Yeah, I am not interested at all. Uh, let me see. Shohei Otani has 24 home runs in his last 45 games. But doesn't look like he's going to get traded because it feels like there would be just a little bit of smoke. I don't think anybody's taking out the matches. There, There's nothing going on here. And, uh, like, there's no sources close to. There's nothing. Now, maybe this is because Shohei Otani, being Japanese, uh, you know, is buttoned up with his people and nobody is saying anything publicly. But it feels like somebody would say something within the organization or another team that would say something other than, you know, uh, we're in listening mode. But I don't know if anybody is in trading mode for Shohei Otani. So all of this and it's next Tuesday. It's a week from tomorrow with the trade deadline. Phone calls, uh, best and worst of the weekend. We'll talk to Scott Van Pelt. He'll join us coming up. 
Chris in Brooklyn leads us off this second hour. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, rest of the weekend, I saw Drake play here in New York City. It's probably the first like big arena pop show I've been to since Prince. It was excellent. Hmm. Uh, yeah, check it out if he's in near you at any time. Uh, worst of the weekend, Brian Harmon winning the Open. <laughs> Two straight major winners now. Uh, Wyndham Clark, Mojo Free, Charisma Free, Golf Instructor Golf. Uh, two guys we'll never hear from again. No good. No good. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> See, I had a rooting interest for Brian Harmon because a couple of years ago, he had two holes in one in one round. And he joined us, and I said, hey, can you send me uh, you know, the golf ball you used? And he sent me the golf ball he used for the hole-in-one he had on the 14th hole and uh, signed it B-Harm. And I thought, all right, you know, Georgia Bulldog, outdoorsman as I am. Uh, so you know, he played. It, it was methodical. But, you know, it, was it exciting golf? No. The weather was interesting. That was about it. But we keep waiting. Like, does somebody want to be great over a longer period of time than four or five years? Because we've been waiting for a decade for Rory. Uh, Jordan Speed. Look at Justin Thomas. Didn't even make the cut. Like, it feels like Scotty Scheffler, if you said at the beginning of the year, hey, how many majors do you think Scotty will win? If I, I would put the over-under at one and a half. He didn't win one. He didn't win one. John Rahm did win. But, you know, he... I think we were spoiled. We've been spoiled down through the years, decades, where you know you had all of these great golfers had their their windows there. You know, Hogan had his, and Arnie had his, and Jack had his. Tom Watson had his. Then, of course, Tiger, you know, blew everybody away. Where we would go, Tiger or the field, and we would take Tiger. Uh, Mickelson sort of was a rival, but not really. I mean, he he's had goodness or greatness over a long, long period of time. But then he missed the cut, too. Uh, Wes in Arizona. Good morning, Wes. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. I'm a longtime fan, first-time caller. Uh, 5'10", 2'14". Uh, that sounded like I uh, was blessed to hear Goldplay and Robin Williams in the San Francisco area in the early 80s. <clears throat> And not from personal experience, but there was some potent cocaine at that time. And um, so maybe that's what Bob Coldplate would sound like <clears throat> if he weren't on cocaine. Right. Thank you, Wes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That's the first time Wes has called the show. I, I mentioned a caller sounded like uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite. 80s, 90s. Was he in Police Academy? Sure, all of them. <laughs> Was he? One through six. How, were there six police academies? Oh, at least. I didn't see one of them. I didn't see one of them. I got, yeah, I got at least six. <laughs> Have there been more Rockies or police academies? I, I think, what well, do you count Creed's? Do you count Rocky Balboa? I think we got five Rockies. I mean, it's all part of the same franchise, Creed. It's yeah. they handed them. Yeah. So, yeah, I think with Rocky, you have five, and then you have the Rocky Balboa series, then you have the Creed series. So you're looking at like 11 or 12. Yes, Todd. Yeah, I think Rocky edges the, uh, the sound effect guy and everybody from Police Academy. Police Academy for Citizens on Patrol. Oh, that's, that's where it went sideways. But you had Bubba Smith. Steve Gutenberg was a star. 
Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. And he was in Cocoon? Yep. Good run. He did have a window there, Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, he did. He did. Three men and a baby? Baby. Yeah, he had like a Michael Keaton window. Oh, well, I, I, mm, I'm going to defend Mr. Keaton. I'm a huge fan. I think his work body of work is longer. Mm. Now, Keaton had a comedy career in the 80s and then became like a, a serious actor. He did like Mr. Mom and Night Shift. Yeah, he was great in Mr. Mom. Oh, he's great. When he holds the baby up to... <laughs> The that hand dryer and it <laughs> changing the diaper and just hold her holds her butt up there next to the uh, air dryer. Yes, and he was Beetlejuice, Batman a long time ago. Bugsy Malone was a popular movie back in the day. I don't think he was. He wasn't a great Batman, was he? But he still got into. Uh, he still he's the first one, and he just came back. He's in the new. Uh, yeah. I think is people, it Flash. I think people liked him as Batman. Oh, did they? Okay, uh, they didn't. They didn't like George Clooney. I think Clooney is considered and, and Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, he's been all right. Ben Affleck's been pretty good. No, he, I think he mocks his Batman. Oh, ben yeah. Affleck right now doesn't look fondly at playing Batman. I think he hated it. I'm Batman. He's like, I'm never making those kind of movies ever again. I'm, I hate doing that. Oh. They probably agree. I'm Batman. <laughs> yes, Marv. That was such a bad idea. I didn't want to see Ben Affleck ever as Batman. I, 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 I didn't On see, Halloween, I didn't want to see him as Batman. I didn't see any of those Batman movies. I had no interest. The Dark Knight? No. Oh. You didn't see you didn't see Heath Ledger? No. Dang, pretty good. Man. It's pretty good stuff. It's I just saw the clip good, of dude. him. Isn't Heinz Ward in that one? Heinz Ward? He's in the next one with uh, Bane. Oh, he's in the Oh, that's that's right. He's in the one. Wait, Heinz Ward is in the next Batman? And Ben Roth yeah. and Ben Roethlisberger. The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. They go to the stadium in Pittsburgh and they're the Pittsburgh, whatever, and they're all in their black and yellow uniforms, and it's all of them during like the national anthem, and Bane comes out. You got to watch it, dude. I don't know how Christian Bale was really good as it, but he always talked like this. Yeah. I'm like, dang, dude, how do, I can't even do it <laughs> that long <laughs> without it messing up my whole throat. Yes, Todd. Shouldn't the Pittsburgh guys be in Superman because they're Men of Steel? That would make more sense to me to be in Superman movies. Not bad. Let's take a break. Oh, there he goes. What? So you, you, hit, you hit this uh, stage where you can't say anything funny now. <laughs> well, no, sometimes I just let it stand alone because oh, I don't want to try to compete with it. When you move on like that, it's almost like, anyway, <laughs> okay. time for a break. <laughs> okay. Why, oh, try it again. Try it again. I'll, I'm going to do my best to be less dismissive. Okay, so Heinz Ward, Ben Roethlisberger, they're going to be in a Batman movie, but since they were men of steel playing for the Steelers, they should probably be in a Superman movie instead. <laughs> That's a good point, Todd. Thank you. Yeah. Any, anyhow, <laughs> anywho, let's take a break. Scott Van Pelt joins us next, Dan Patrick Show. GetRefunds.com. It says it all right there. They want to help you get some money. If you own a business with more than four employees, you could have money waiting for you, and you got to claim it, though. This is where Innovation Refunds comes in handy. They're going to help small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. Now, what the ERC is, is the Employee Retention Credit. Innovation refunds earn the highly coveted SOC 2 certification. That means your company employee information is serious stuff, and the SOC 2 certification is a compliance standard developed by the American Institute of CPAs. Everything's above board here. They want to help you get money if you have it coming to you. They got hundreds of five-star Trustpilot and Google reviews accredited with Better Business Bureau 
Go to innovationrefunds.com to see if you qualify. No upfront charge. Uh, They don't get paid until you get paid. Call 1-843-REFUNDS. 1-843-REFUNDS or innovationrefunds.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's the mood you're trying to establish here, Marvin? I know SVP's a big Rakim fan. Oh. The most important rapper in the history of the genre. Really? Over the most the most important. Two, oh, most important. Yep. Because he changed he's sort of like Nirvana was to uh, big hair bands. Yeah, like Something all that like is over that. now, yep. Yeah. Okay. How did how did rap used to sound and then then it changed? It used to sound like this. Look <laughs> 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 in my head. <laughs> and then it changed to Thinking of a master plan. Jeff it was with the record. Yep. With the record thinking right, Todd, of a Todd I, this was Marvin, <laughs> not you. Scott Van Pelt, Sports Center anchor, golf host, all around good guy. And how do you think? We did a little research for a change. We we wanted to welcome you to uh, welcome you back. Thanks for joining us, Scott. It's my pleasure. He, Marvin hit him with a Curtis blow. <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> Blow. Yeah. Uh, you're you're all in on your Orioles there, judging from your T-shirt? Is that what we have? Uh, Dan, having done this uh, as we both have for a while, 
People send strange things in the mail. Am I right? <laughs> yes, they do. I, okay, look so, at my man cave. That's all it is. It's stuff that uh, exactly. I got collected. Exactly. Okay, so when the Orioles were horrendous for the past few years, anytime they would win, I would just scream in the very Baltimoreese uh, dialect, Oh, strange and natty bears, fun. <laughs> and uh, that's how we would celebrate one of the 50-some-odd wins. 52. Well, someone, <laughs> someone sent me this. I think this is one of one. Uh, it's Ostros and Natty Bozhan. Well, now they're quite good. And so those of us that sort of endured, uh, you know, I'm not peacocking around here and acting like they're, you know, going to the playoffs, but they've got a really talented, really good team. And I'm, I'm just, I'm happy for them. Uh, I'm ha- happy for any of the guys that have been around for a while, Brandon Hyde and all the, all the, uh, long time O's who are now good. Well, I think it's three playoff appearances in the last quarter, quarter century. Something. Not a lot. No? Not a whole lot. <laughs> Not a whole lot. <laughs> uh, what's your first memory as an Oriole fan? Memorial, Memorial Stadium with my dad. Uh, um, like three buck night. Uh, they used to be able to get an upper reserved seat in Memorial Stadium for three bucks. And so there'd be 20,000 people and 10,000 would be in this uh, in, the, in the upper reserves. And then around the third or fourth inning, you'd work your way down. Uh, um, I don't want to derail this, but I'll, I'll make it as quick as I can. There used to be a public address announcer there by the name of Rex Barney. And if you're if a fan made a catch of a foul ball and they made a good catch, Rex would say, give that fan a contract. Brooks Robinson hits a foul ball. My dad jumps up, makes a good grab, catches a Brooks foul ball. I'm like 10. Come home from school the next day. Naturally, we're going to play catch with the ball. Throw it. My, my buddy misses it. It rolls down the street into a sewer. It's gone. I tell this story at a charity event in Baltimore 20 years ago in the crowd is someone who does some work with with Brooks and a week later, a box shows up at my house and there's a note in the box. that says, hope this makes up for the one in the sewer, Brooks Robinson. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not an autograph guy, Dan, but I, I have in my man cave, I have one autograph. It's a baseball signed by Brooks Robinson to make up for the one my dad caught that I threw in the sewer. It's like Sandlot. Kind of. Yeah, your own version of, uh, of Sandlot. We're talking to uh, Scott Van Pelt. Are, are you retiring before I retire? No, no, no. See, I, I'm not retiring. I'm just, I, as far as like the whole sports center thing goes, all I, when I went on with Traina, all I was saying was, you know, sometimes you got to leave the party a half an hour early rather than a half an hour late. You know what I mean? You you don't you don't want to be, I don't want to be dragging, dragging me out there just, Going, oh God, the old guy. Let's, let's sh- give him the Ostros and Natty Bows line and <laughs> bring him on out there. Uh, I, no, no, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not of an have no no interest in, in abandoning the post necessarily. I just, you know, you just always got to look at got to look at what's out there and figure out what you can what you can do to stay uh, relevant. I got bored with Sports Center. And I bet I, you did. And I, I just, I, I sat in the chair one night and I'm throwing to Sal Palantonio and I'm thinking, what am I doing? Because if I was just going through the motions and I'm going, yeah. God, I can't, I can't do that's I should not be sitting in this chair. Somebody else younger should be sitting there. And I don't know if you've ever had those feelings in a show where you're going, God, do I want to, it's a young man's game. I agree with that, and, and there are very few people that would identify and understand. Because I'm sure people might roll their eyes and go, "How hard can it be?" 
it, there's a certain amount of mental energy. And then there's a certain amount of physical energy. And by that, I mean that it's midnight or one in the morning and you just need to be present and awake and have energy and be entertaining. Um, and no, I, I there are there are nights driving home in the Clara Barton Parkway in, in, in D.C. where you're dodging deer on this road and you're thinking, <laughs> you know, just how many of these do you have in you? And you and a very a handful of men and women out there could nod and say, you know what that means. I don't, I don't lack the energy um, or the interest. I, I just, I just am being realistic about, do you keep doing the same thing for, you know, my contract would run through like 10 years of doing it. 10 years seems like a good time to say, all right, is that the only thing you do? Is, is that what you do? Who knows? Who knows? But I look, I, I love that I get to do this. I still am interested in the things that happen and the, stories that happen and the nights where you get to cover the biggest events feel huge and then the challenges on the nights when it doesn't feel like that can you still paint the corners can you still still throw strikes right uh where do you stand on uh, monday night countdown is that part of the resume now no i i it was reported that, that i was the guy and other than me not having been offered the job or accepting the job <laughs> i haven't been offered it was it was spot on <laughs> Um, God, that was weird. I mean, you, you, you read things and you're like, whoa, whoa, people are congratulating me and things of that. And then you're like, it's very strange to be the person who, you know, you, you, you hear an athlete or somebody in sports say, well, that's just not true. And you kind of always think, sure it is. Well, this was a situation where I, something was reported about me, which was not accurate. Now I don't want to be coy and act like it couldn't happen. Um, I, I, I have look, I have a great boss. Uh, the people there have been incredibly supportive and you you have you know what this is about, right? You have conversations and you you is it is this something that would work? Is this something that benefits you and me and I can do something that helps us that helps me find a different a, a different sort of daily workload, weekly workload. And if it is and it makes sense, then great. but um, if it doesn't, for whatever reason, then, you know, there are plenty of great men and women at, at our place that could, that could do as good or better than I in that spot. But for the, for, for the moment, um, you know, I, I'm supposed to go back in August and, uh, hunker down for year nine and off we go. All right. Well, maybe I'll, uh, put my hat in the ring then if you're not taking it officially. I hope you, I hope you don't. You're a hall of famer. I don't, I don't need that. I thought you, I thought you announced, I couldn't figure out if you were announcing you're retiring. You got an extension. What yeah. was that? Well, it's, it's both? both. It's an extension, but it's my last contract. Therefore it's a contract extension announcement and a retirement. Never the last contract. Yeah. No, it is doing this. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. And how do you know? And, and what makes you know that? Because I made the decision. You made it today. What if, what if you, what if the, you know how time goes, it goes by too quickly. And then all of a sudden it's like the last month and you're like, oh crap, I still enjoy this. Wait, are you taking the over? It's, it's four and a half. I'll bet under just because I try, I take you at your word okay. and I, I, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. I'm just saying that I, I think you and I have both probably experienced in a way that maybe sometimes is a little scary. You go, crap, I'm, how do we get to this place in, in the road? where you start realizing you're running out of runway. Um, but I, I, listen, I take you at your word. You okay. say you're going to go. I, I believe you. I'm a journalist. Uh, I'll miss you. How, <laughs> how, uh, how do we process Brian Harmon winning the open championship? Give him his flowers, man. It's not any more complicated than that. This, it, he's, 
I get that he wasn't the favorite, but this is a top 25 basically ranked player in the world who was a stud in college, who won on tour. He's one of those guys that if he wins, you go, huh, he had his week where he was great. And he was great. I think what I think what what happens is that majors, the theater of majors, we wait for them, right? And each one is a little bit different and each one has its own flair and flavor. But what the common thread is typically is there's incredible tension and drama. And he eliminated that largely because that round he played Friday was impossible. I mean, he got to 10 under and then it was like, it's his unless he wobbles. And any glimmer he gave of wobbling, people were like, oh, here it is. He's he's gonna, it's a, it's on now. And he would just kinda, I must imagine, giggle and think, no, it's, it's really not, because he constantly had the answer. So I understand that it wasn't wildly exciting because he played great. I understand he wasn't the person that was the name you expected, perhaps, but it just speaks to the depth of American golf, it speaks to how hard it is to win majors, and it was his turn. I mean, you follow these, you love the game. At Aaron Hills a few years back when when Brooks won, um, you know, he was right there in the mix and wasn't his turn. Uh, he, he wasn't about to spit the bit after he played those great first couple of rounds. I'm happy for him. I know him. I like him. You'd enjoy him. He's a huge sports fan, and, um, you know, he was absolutely fantastic. So to me, I... I say what I said to start. Give him his flowers. Acknowledge that he was he had the week of his life. Did the drama of golf or surrounding golf did did the play match the drama around the sport? Not no, only because you didn't you knew who was going to win unless there was a calamity. And I'm talking about the, the totality, the entire year, like the drama of everything that's happened. And and the uh, and the and the play that we saw did it match? That's interesting. Maybe not, just because the the drama is the headline, right? I mean, guys wake up on a Tuesday or whatever it was, and it's like like live PGA merger, and people are like, <laughs> wait, what? I mean, I'm talking about the big boys yeah. woke up to the same news we did, and they were all just. And now, now, I mean, that's. That was a hell of a headline. I don't know how much I don't know when or how it happened. So no, it that that is the is a headline that kind of obliterates anything, which seems ridiculous when you started with, you know, John Rahm and Brooks Kepka winning the first two majors of the year. I mean, that's you're on a hell of a trajectory there. No disrespect to Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon winning. They deserved it. But those names don't pack as big a punch headline wise as the headlines that came in the middle of all this. No. So I guess I guess the, those headlines and the question marks that surround those headlines are still probably the biggest story that, that the sport has to answer. We started with your Orioles. We'll end with your commanders. Uh, the over-under for your commanders, six and a half. How do you feel I mean, as a commander? Did you already win? How many wins yes. did, did you get with Dan Snyder being kicked to the curb? Eleven billion. <laughs> At least 60 it's, million. It's it's well that was that was that was that was a heck of a that was a heck of a tariff on the way out the door. Uh, it, uh, yes, I mean, and, and it's hard to process unless you're in that region or you really get what that what Washington when they were the Redskins meant to the NFC East. Um, it, it's it, it was such a it was such a cloud that followed, and now it's it's lifted. And Josh Harris, I think, has done everything right to start. 
you just want to open the doors and open your arms to those folks and say, we want you back. We need you back. We're going to get back, but we can't without you. You're invited. And I think the name will change just because, and I, I don't mean back to what it was. I just mean th this is the last sort of vestige of the Snyder era, even though he didn't want it. I just think, I think it'll be something different probably next year. Um, I assume they'll try to go back to the RFK spot if they can. I don't know the politics of it. But I think you get a new stadium, you get a name that's new, you have a new owner, and you say the Washington franchise has a hell of a history. The last 25 years will sort of act like it was a bad fever dream and will lock arms and march into the, uh, into the 2025s and beyond. Where's the puppy? I don't know. He's wandering around. Anything could be happening to me at this point. <laughs> he took a dump on another po on a podcast. And, and, no, I could actually. I've got eyes on him, and he's uh, he's he's actually he's he's almost a year now. So he's he's pretty trustworthy. Although he's giving me that look with his ears up, like uh, like, oh, am I? You think so, huh? <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us on your vacation. Uh, good to talk to you, bud. Always, Dan. Be well. That's Scott Van Pelt, the Mothership. Uh, Sports Center anchor, golf host, and who knows? Monday Night Countdown. Who knows? No, not for me. I'm just saying for Scott. <laughs> oh, no. A lot of people reported he's taken me last week. Yeah, that's what I, I heard. And I thought, oh, we should have Van Pizzi on. He's going to do an NFL countdown. You need that. You need to break it up. Because I, I was doing Sports Center every night, and you're doing you know, over 200 shows, it felt like, each year. And then I got to do the NBA and you got to do some other things. You had to break it up because uh, it, it gets to be a grind there. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Our best and worst of the weekend. Steve Young will join us coming up uh, in the final hour of the program. We return after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Premier League Summer Series is on Peacock. Chelsea takes on Fulham live from Philadelphia at 2 Eastern on NBC. And Peacock. Let's go around the room. Our best and worst of the weekend. Todd, still got the beard going. I do, for now. Okay. Best of the weekend, Brewers right fielder Sal Freely, because an outstanding debut Saturday night at home versus the Braves. Three for three, drove in the go-ahead run. Two great catches in the outfield. First Brewer to have at least three hits, two RBI in his debut. Sixth player over the last 25 years to have at least three hits and a game-winning RBI in his opening game. Worst of the weekend, head coach Noel Quinn, Seattle Storm, lose 90-75 on Saturday to the Chicago Sky. Ninth straight defeat, breaking their franchise record of eight. And that's your worst yeah, of the weekend. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Sorry, I, had I didn't know if the WNBA was hitting you that it hard. It did. Okay. Nine straight losses. Come uh, on, Storm. Seton O'Connor, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, my best of the weekend was the Messi debut because it was <laughs> – all things, all parts, equal parts, awesome, hilarious. Like, it was just, it was tremendously entertaining start to finish. Uh, and he was in midseason form by faking the injury that led to the free kick. It probably wasn't a foul. On um, anybody else, is that a foul? Um, maybe, maybe. He's definitely going to get special treatment. There's no doubt about that. I don't know that that was a foul. Why does he need to get special treatment? He's he doesn't need to. I think he's earned it. <laughs> I think is the idea. Okay. All right. uh, there were times though you can see like he's like you know got the ball and he's like dribbling down the right side and he's like looking around like is anybody here with me to help or what because all of these dudes on Inter Miami as soon as Messi gets the ball they stopped and just yeah. watched him go <laughs> like this is awesome um, in front of the likes of Kim K oh yeah uh, my worst of the weekend Rory McIlroy mm. just I root for the guy yeah. I really want to see know. him win I know I don't know if you can call it a drought anymore but. Marvin, best and worst of the weekend. Because I don't have much of a life, I watched the basketball tournament on ESPN. Is that a tournament with the $1 million prize where it's just a bunch of random college guys that you haven't heard from in 20 years? Like, you want to know where LeVance Fields is? Oh. They used to play at Pittsburgh. He was playing in this <laughs> tournament. Like, oh, Chris Wright from Georgetown? What's he doing? He's playing in this uh, tournament. So I watched a ton of that. Forgive me, everyone. Golly. I don't have much. I, I don't have much going on. My son's out of town. My wife's out of town, so that's what I did. Uh, worst of the weekend, James Harden not going to Joel Embiid's wedding 
Instead, he went to Rolling Loud in Miami. Was he invited? That I don't know, but don't let that get in the way of my worst of the week. Oh, okay. Would you rather go to Rolling Loud or Joel Embiid's wedding? Oh, Rolling Loud. Where was Joel Embiid's wedding? Which is, which is worse, to not be invite your teammate or to invite your teammate and the teammate doesn't show up to the wedding? Well, I don't want to see you someplace else if you decide not to go to the wedding. Right. Where you go, oh, you couldn't go to my wedding? Depends on if it was a destination wedding for Joel Embiid. Yes, Todd? Joel Embiid married his partner, model Anne DePaul, on Saturday in the Hamptons. Okay. There you go. Yeah. It's not a hard place to yeah. go to for James Harden. Oh. Yeah, more. James, you were just there a couple weeks ago for Michael Rubin's 4th of July birthday. Well, could have stayed. Party. You could have been there. Yeah, could have stayed. Pauly, best and worst of the weekend. Worst of the weekend. Congrats to Brian Harmon. That was a tough Sunday for, for the golf. You're just waiting for it to yeah. get tight. Yeah. It's not his fault. He did exactly his job. You're just waiting for like Jason Day and Rom and those guys, but there was just too much room to make up. Uh, I'm going to go best of the weekend off the board a little bit. I love that movie theaters are back. Uh, you want to give Tom Cruise credit, great, but now you got Oppenheimer and Barbie in the theaters. Both are packing them in. And Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Uh, you have three movies, big movies that are doing well in the theaters. Mm. It's it's cool that you know you would have thought maybe ten years ago that if you declared movie theaters dead with streaming, you you'd agree to that. It doesn't seem like they're dead. Yeah, feels like streaming is taking a little bit of a hit here. Yes, Marv. I just got a text from my wife. She asked if I wanted to go see Barbie around two thirty or three o'clock today. I am going. Good. Going go see Barbie. Good. And then you'll come back with a full movie review. Yes, yep. Seton. That's one of the things, though, that I think that I'm happy about with the pandemic that is sort of a byproduct of it is that movies will be out in the, the in the theater and sometimes they're available in your house the same day or two weeks later you could get them at your house instead of having to wait six months or a year mm -hmm. in order to be able to rent it. You, you have the, If you want to go to the theater, you can. You wait a couple of weeks and then you can just watch it at home. It's yeah, great. Paul. But then a movie like Oppenheimer, from what I'm reading, is theaters where you want to see it. Yes. The big screen, the big sound, and then you could watch it at home. I think all of those movies you want to see in, on a big screen. I mean, yeah. Barbie with the colors that you're going to have with that. Uh, Mission Impossible with all of those uh, you know, stunts that Tom's doing. And Indiana Jones, another one that you would want to see on the big screen. Ginger in Fort Wayne, best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Dan, thank you for taking my call. Uh, 5'11", 213, trending downward. Okay. Uh, best and the worst of the weekend is both uh, the British Open. I mean, I, I love Brian Harmon. I like that he was able to, you know, break through, and I've rooted for him for years. But I think by watching that tournament, it's just that golf is in need of a eccentric superstar more than ever. I mean, John Daly – Somebody that's just doing something different that's going to push the envelope. I mean. Well, uh, the thing with, with, and thanks for the phone call, Ginger. Tiger was doing something nobody else could do. Therefore, and he was dominating. So there was a fascination there. That's what you want. You want to see somebody do something that you can't do. I think most of us probably looked at Brian Harmon and said, well, I can hit it as far as he does. But there's so much more to the game, as the saying goes, drive for show, putt for dough. And... I was watching the press conference after when he went in to talk to the media. Boy, were they trying to get some kind of angle there other than just golf because he's a hunter and he, he's a bow hunter. And there were a couple of journalists there and they, they wanted their angle was Brian Harmon, big game hunter 
you know, that he did that with the leaderboard. I'm guessing that was their angle. But they wanted to know, uh, what do you hunt? Uh, uh, Brian, congratulations. What do you hunt with, uh, Bo? What do you hunt? And then he would tell him what he hunted. And then somebody says, <laughs> if you could kill the rarest of animals in the world. And he goes, no, no, no I'm not killing the rarest animals of the world. Uh, how far can you shoot your bow? And he goes, uh, I can shoot at 80 yards, but you don't want to get in front of me uh, from 40 yards out. And I go, oh, my God. Nobody cares about asking golf questions. It was about hunting. Yes, Mark. They said, oh, how much did your tractor cost? Man, it's kind of a personal <laughs> question. Stay out of my business. I was waiting for them to say, how much can you bench? <laughs> uh, excuse me, Brian. Congratulations. How much can you bench? Steve Young will join us. Hall of Famer. He's got a uh, job coaching football. Not the job you probably expected from a Hall of Famer, but we'll talk to Steve. More of your phone calls as well. Two hours in the books on this Monday. One more to go. Best and worst of the weekend. Dan Patrick Show. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.